Welcome to the second episode of the World Changers Podcast. Today we will be going over the area of expectation, specifically how to get expectation and expectate and what your expectation does. So I'm going to start off by talking about what kind of expectation do I mean, do I mean by we're going over expectation. What kind of expecting do I mean? I mean expecting something from God, expecting a financial blessing, expecting a miracle for you. I'm not I'm not talking about expecting like oh Martha, you're expecting again? What is that, six, seven, eight? Eight? How are you doing that? No. I'm talking about expectation as in you're believing God to move in your life or someone around you's life and you're expecting it to happen. I'd like to read the definition of expectation before we get started with the three points. Expectation is a strong belief that something will happen. So that's basically saying you're expecting that something's going to happen. It's like you're going to you're going to school or work. If you're going to work, you're expecting that you're going to get paid. You that expectation is there. I'd like to also read the definition of faith. Faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. So that's faith that something's going to happen or something that's already happened. So these two words, their definitions are almost identical, just with the change of a little bit of word wording. So they can be used interchangeably nine times out of ten. I didn't make that statistic. Don't quote me on it. All right. But first point is how to get expectation. We're going to be looking in Romans 10, 17. It says, so faith comes from what is heard and what is heard comes through the message about Christ. So this is saying faith comes from hearing the word of God, whether it's you're listening to a podcast like you are right now, or you're listening to a preacher like you sh- like you should be doing when you go to church, or if you're reading your word, all those are hearing the word of God, and that's where your faith comes from. Or if you're changing, if you're switching it with the word expectation, that's where your expectation comes from. And I want to start off with saying it all starts with expectation. So I'm going to go to a verse where it all started with one man's expectation. I'm going to go to Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3 says, One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, or at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame at birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going to the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John enter, he asked them for money. 
Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting, there's, that, there's our word, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up instantly, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped up to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple's courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who, was, who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement of what had happened to him. So this man sat in front of the temple for a very long time, and he expected to get money from Peter and John. When they say silver or gold, I have not, they did have money, but like they were big fishermen, so they and fishing was big, so they did have money, but they were saying, compared to the power of the Holy Spirit, this is nothing. I don't have anything in comparison of what I'm about to give you. So I just wanted to clear that up, and then they said in the name of Jesus Christ, they used the name of Jesus, and then they told him to walk. And that's, that's where he received his miracle. And then while he was walking, the people recognized him as the man who was sitting at the gate, the same beggar who couldn't walk three minutes ago, but now he could. So they were all in wonder and amazement. So that points to the the blessing God gives you could make other people around you. It could cause other people around you to look at you and wonder what happened. And it also could rise expectation. I like to look at it like a child under a Christmas tree. Like, as the days in December start to add up, their expectation for Christmas presents starts to go up and up and up. And their expectation on, Janu on December 24th isn't the same expectation as December 25th. They were at the uppermost points of expectation while they're sitting at, while they're sitting under that tree ready to open presents and they are excited but i'm telling you you should have that expectation of sitting under that tree because god's miracle is coming to you you are getting that financial blessing you are getting that healing you your ministry is going to grow in jesus name he was expecting and he received. He was expecting for money, but he got healing. Sometimes God will give you something better than you're expecting and not give you what you're expecting. I'd like to ask you this question. What's better?
silver and gold basically cash or the healing you've been that you've been waiting for being able to buy being able to buy that new game or being able to walk the answer is pretty obvious but that man wasn't expecting to get a healing but he still was expecting for something and peter gave him something my second point is that you could be limiting what god wants to do in your life we're going to go to matthew 13:58 Matthew 13, 58. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. So basically, Jesus went to his hometown of Nazareth. And they really didn't expect, they didn't really expect anything from him. And it actually says in verse 7, they took offense to him. So that's saying nobody thought that a good thing would come out of Nazareth. Nobody thought that the savior of the world would be a Nazarite because typically that really isn't a good place. That really wasn't a good place back then. And it says he couldn't do many miracles because of their lack of faith or their lack of expectation. So I want to point out here, it says, he couldn't do many miracles because there was a lack of faith, but he still did miracles because there was still a little bit of faith. Even when you have that faith, that miracle will come, but you need to have that faith or you need to have that expectation for you to, for you to be, for you to have that um, blessing, for you to have that turnaround in your life. Jesus couldn't move because there wasn't an expectation, but it's his will. It's his will to move in your life. It's his will for you to reach that turning point. It's his will to be the best version of yourself that you possibly can be. And don't let your expectation go down just because you're from a bad part of town or just because that just because you come from a bad family just because your family doesn't have enough money just because you just because you live in the middle of nowhere just because your parents aren't ministers that doesn't mean that God won't use you. People may say, there's nothing good about Scranton. There's nothing good about New York. There's nothing good about California. But I want to tell you, you are that something good in those places. You are that something good in your hometown. As long as you're expecting. It all starts with expectation everything every turnaround every move of god all starts with an expectation for that move of god for an expectation of a financial blessing i want to go off on this when you give 
that's that's your first step to expecting that you're getting something great. Because in Malachi, God says, this is what you could test me on. Test me that I will not give back to you and rebuke the devourer over your life. So when you give that offering, you're testing God. You're saying, I'm expecting you to give to me in the measure that I gave to you because it says later in the Bible, you sow abundantly, you will reap abundantly, but you sow sparingly and you will reap sparingly. You cannot reap abundantly if you sow sparingly and you cannot sow you cannot reap sparingly when you sow abundantly. And that's what gets me excited. I like to look at it like a farmer. You plant one pumpkin seed. You can't expect six pumpkins. But you can plant six pumpkin seeds. You can't expect one pumpkin. Because when you sow abundantly, you have no choice but to reap abundantly. Because God said, I will give back to you test me on this because I will deliver 10 times out of 10 every time I will give back to you. And that's with that expectation you give and you expect that you're going to get that financial blessing because you sow to reap abundantly. So you will sow abundantly because you're expecting that abundant sowing or your that abundant reaping. My third point is that your expectation is what provokes God to move. We're going to move to Luke 3.15. Luke 3.15 says, As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he would be the Messiah, John answered them all by saying, I baptize you with water, but the one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to unite the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire, his winnowing fork in his hand to clear the threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary but the chaff will be burned in an unquenchable fire. So he's saying that Je- that Jesus will co- will be he's coming. He and he's saying he's not the Messiah, but Jesus is coming and he's coming to separate the people who are all in for God and the people who are not in and i'm telling you there's a separation even now as we're speaking and it started with 2020 there's a separation between the churches who were on fire for god and the churches who weren't that's why so many churches are still closed down there's a separation between the people that are full fully in it for god and the people who are not He's separating that in-between area. He's saying, pick a side before I come because it will be too late for you. The Bible says in Revelation, I'd rather you be hot or cold, but since you are lukewarm, I spit you out of my mouth. I like to look at it like it's an unfinished cake. 
you put the cake in for however many minutes you take it out it looks so bubbly and crispy on the outside but then you stick your finger in or whatever to see if it's fully cooked and then it's all wet and gushy and yucky and disgusting god saying i'd rather you be hot or i'd rather you be cold i'd rather you pick one i'd rather you be in it for the devil or in it for me i'd rather you be all in or all out because i don't like this in between garbage I don't like when you're in the church Sunday Sunday morning, but you're at the parties Friday night. I don't like God saying he doesn't like that. He doesn't like that you're in those parties, that you're hanging around that wrong group of people. But then the next day you go to church and you ask like and you act like your life's all correct and you act like you're this perfect person when you're going out partying and not being the most righteous person. But God's saying you I want you to be all in because there is my son who is coming to separate the people who are all in and all out. So, in another version of Luke 3.15 says, as the people were on tiptoes of expectation, that's just like, I like to look at it as you're leaning forward. You can only lean forward so much before you're on your tiptoes. And after your tiptoes, you're on the floor. The tiptoes are the final air, final the final ground before you before you leave the ground and meet the ground with your face so it's saying these people were at the highest level of expectation and when you look at the history of it it makes sense because there was this period called the great silence where there were no prophets there were no apostles for 400 years god didn't speak God didn't move for all those 400 years and those people were expecting and it provoked God to move. That's after that. That's when Jesus came and that's when God was saying, I'm not going to move for 400 years, but your expectation is causing me to want to wash you clean of your sin with my, my spotless lamb my son, Jesus Christ. I'm going to look at another scripture, Mark 10, where a man named Bartimaeus was healed because of his faith or his expectation. Blind man Bartimaeus receives sight. Mark 10, 46. Then they came to Jericho, as Jesus and his disciples were together with a large crowd, they were leaving the city, and a blind man, Bartimaeus, was sitting by the side of the road, begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, 
Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and called him, and Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has made you whole. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Notice how you don't ask someone to do something you don't believe that they could do. This means that Bartimaeus believed that Jesus would be able to heal him. And his expectation actually started before he got to the roadside, when he was going to the roadside. Because he was expecting to get something, but then his expectation shifted once he heard that Jesus was coming. Then he was calling and Jesus called him out. He was like, what do you want? Bartimaeus is thinking in his head, I know that I could get healed. I am on my tiptoes with expectation. So please make me see. So he asked him and then he was healed. I want to look at this verse, th verse 50, throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. Back in that time, Beggars had to wear cloaks so people could decipher if that person was a real beggar or if that person was just someone who was faking begging just to get money and all that. But it's saying he threw his cloak aside because that's when he started leaning. That's right before he was on his tiptoes. His tiptoes was when he asked Jesus, Right before he, his tip, right before his tiptoes, but that was enough exp expectation for him to be like, "I'm throwing away this old identity and I'm putting on a new one. I'm throwing away this identity. I'm throwing away this identity of being a beggar, and I'm putting on this new identity of being healed, of being a child of God. And I'm telling you right now." Jesus will give anybody a new identity. He has given me a new identity. I'm sure he's given uh, I'm sure he's given all I'm sure he's given you guys a new identity and if he hasn't yet, I promise you he will. That identity is yours through Christ. I like to look at Acts or I like to look at asking and receiving like it's a restaurant. You ask your you ask your waiter to get you some food, whatever it is, you order a burger, and then your waiter goes out and you get a burger. You ask, you received because you asked. If you don't ask, you won't get the burger. It's simple as that. You just need to ask you need to set your expectation on something whatever it is whether it's the healing of your body whether it's the healing of a relationship with a family member whether it's a turnaround in your life you need to set your expectation 
on it and ask God for it. The waiter isn't going to know what you want if you don't ask. The Bible says, make your requests known unto God. So then you make it known and then he comes to you. And I also want to say this, be specific with your request. A book I read, I didn't finish reading it, but a part of it, the fourth, the book's called The Fourth Dimension by Dr. David Youngy Cho. Basically, he was believing for a bike, but he wasn't specific with it. So he didn't get it. And he was asking God, why, why didn't I get this bike? And God was like, were you specific with it? God wants you to be specific with what you're asking for. So then Dr. Cho got specific. He said he wanted some special type of bike. I'll remember the exact type. But he said who made the company that made it, what type it was, and what kind of seat the bike had. So he started getting specific. And then guess what he got in a very short while? He got that very specific bike so i'm encouraging you if you're believing for something set your expectation on that specific thing if you're believing for a car say i want if it's a if it's this is a car you're believing for say i want a gray jeep cherokee with black wheels and i want it to be a 2019 make be specific with what you want and you may look and you may think, I can't afford that. How would I ever get that specifically? You may not have enough money, but God does. He is the one that owns the storehouse. He is the one that owns the cattle on a thousand hills. So you set your expectation. You ask and you shall receive no matter what it is. When God, Just like when God said, test me with this Ask and you will receive or you may receive something better than what you were believing for. Start expecting a turnaround in someone's life, whether it's yourself, you're looking for something to change in your life or you're looking for a family member to get out of sin or you're looking for someone you know, whether it's at school or work, to get out of sin. If it's yourself, I want you to know this piece of information. God only lets tests that he knows you could handle come your way. That's good. He could only he only lets what you can handle come your way. And also, if it's coming your way, God's already said it can pass. Nothing that God hasn't said can pass can come your way because in the story of job nothing came to job until god said yeah you could do it and I, with the he only lets tests he knows you could handle come your way notice how there's not another place in the bible where someone is tested like job where someone gets everything taken away from him and he has sores and blisters from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. That only happens with Job. And then, once he's faithful with it, once he gets through, once, once he gets through that test, 
then he gets everything back in more of a measure than he had. So expect that turnaround because you could push through and God knows you can. Expect an overflow. Expect your ministry to overflow because you are faithful with the little. God says since you are faithful with the little, you will be faithful over much. I like to look at it this way. You can't be faithful with a wedding cake if you're not faithful with a cupcake. You can't be faithful on... God won't put you in front of a stage with thousands, hundreds of thousands of people if you can't be faithful enough to preach in your school or preach in your work. And then when you're faithful with that little, that's when God starts to move you up tier. That's when he moves you from your school to your youth group. That's when he moves you from your youth group to offering at church. That's when he moves you from offering at church to preaching a service in church. And that's when he moves you to whatever is the next stage for you. Expect that overflow because since you were faithful with that little, you're going to be faithful over much. And if you're expecting for your body to be healed, start expecting now that you're going to be healed and make sure you're specific with it because Bartimaeus was specific with it. He said, I want to see. He didn't just say, I want to be healed. And when he was specific, he was healed. So tell God, I want this specific healing in my body and you will be healed because in Isaiah, it said by his stripes, you were healed. The healing already took place. That because Jesus already died on the cross. So your healing has already happened. You just need to walk in it. You need to throw off that cloak of identifying as someone who's injured and start identifying as someone who's healed because you are already healed by his stripes. You were healed. So whatever it is, start building that expectation up. Start expecting for your family to get saved. Start expecting for whatever it is. And I'm telling you, once you have that expectation, once you're on that tiptoe of expectation, you will have what you're asking for. I'll set an example. I'm believing for a good mic. I'm believing for, I'm not going to say the brands on here, but I'm believing for a good microphone, a good camera, and a a MacBook. I'm not going to say the specifics on it to here on here because frankly you don't need to know the specifics because that's not what you're expecting for. But that's just me setting the example of yes, I too am believing for something and yes, I will have it. I will bring the quality to this podcast with what God brings me from what I am believing for at this point in time. So, yet again, expect, because like my third point says, expectation is what provokes God. And just as an overview of this little sermon slash podcast little thing, the first point was how to get your, how to get expectation and you get expectation by hearing the word of God. The second is you can be limiting God. When, what he wants to do in your life. You could be the one limiting him, but when you get that expectation up, 
then you start you just start believing him for the monumental things because when you don't put a limit on him he he goes all the way up to what your limit is so don't put a limit on him because that's the point number two you can be limiting what god wants to do in your life so make sure you aren't and then third and last point your expectation provokes god to move so that's what we had for today Join us next week, Saturday, 9 a.m. That's when our part, our podcasts are posted on Spotify, YouTube. Right now, um, I'm going to try to get the videos posted before 1030, 11 o'clock. I will do my best to make sure that's done. And if you haven't followed our Instagram, every three weeks we're doing a little Q&A where we will look at any DMs you send us and and I me personally I will answer any questions you have over the podcast or if you don't want those questions asked on the podcast make sure you say it and I will respond to you personally in the DMs but ask questions in the DMs that you want to know the Instagram for our podcast is world underscore changers underscore podcast i'm excited to see you guys next week have a great week and start expecting thank you guys